0: Welcome to Write for Joy. My name's Allie Cross. I'm a USA Today best-selling author and certified life coach. I have chased joy my whole life until one day I realized I already had it. I found my joy, and now my goal is to help you find yours. Joy is all around us, so let's see if we can grab some of it for ourselves today. I'm Allie Cross, and this is Write for Joy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Write for Joy. I am joined by my good friend, John Olson. We could probably just laugh our way through this whole conversation. I really enjoy John, and I know you guys will too. John is an award winning author, speculative fiction primarily, and an editor. Do you only edit in speculative fiction, John, or?
1: I have edited all over the place. Okay. Yeah. Including this one might surprise you some teen romance.
0: It actually doesn't really surprise me because I'm pretty sure that you could do just about anything. He loves stories about ordinary people stepping up to do extraordinary things. That is such a great encapsulation. I've read a couple of John's books and I'd say not only is that represented in the books that I've read, but also in how I see John. John is a guy who will step up if there's stuff that needs doing. I really admire John in case you can't tell.
1: So the thing that makes that really hard though is I am actually a raging introvert on the inside. And so it really <laughs> does take a little effort for me to step out like that.
0: I um, don't, you know, getting to think this whole introvert thing is a song we writers sing just to excuse our blatant faux pas and put in the mouths and everything else because we're generally awkward and stuff, but oh. If you're an introvert, you are like the most extroverted introvert.
1: Take can practice.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I guess. We're old, you and I, so we've had a bit of time to practice. Um, so this is something cool, though, that I did not know about John, is that he not only loves creating and then fixing his editor's stories, but he creates physical things. He said he has um, dangerous power tools in a secret lair. So I'm having all sorts of Dexter's Laboratory sort of visions now.
1: Um, but I do actually have show and tell. So there's oh, this nice box by I made.
0: It's your yeah, date.
1: so yeah, I that's like guilty stuff. Light. Oh, that
0: beautiful. Yeah, so like you're talking lathe work. Aren't you impressed that I remembered words all the way back from my um, shop days, which I don't even know that I took shop. It might just be in my imagination.
1: Maybe you know know. somebody else who did.
0: (laughs) Maybe. Do you ever experience that as a writer or as a person? Maybe it's not just a writer thing where you actually can't remember if it was you that experienced a thing or if you just imagined it really well.
1: Well, my wife, Kelly is always asking, she finally gave up on this, but she'd say, how do you know that when I come up with some just bizarre little tidbit of information? And most of the time the answer is, I don't know. It it just sort of popped out of the old uh, filing cabinet.
0: Good to know that that filing cabinet can be useful for some things since at least mine fails more often than it succeeds. But so good for you. So we are here. And I'm so excited to talk about joy with John because he is a generally happy guy um or he's a really good faker but i I also know his wife, and I think that they generally are happy, but not because life has been you know like a I don't know why I want to say like a slip and slide. That sounds like a bad thing, but I was imagining like happy, fun, joyful times as a child. Um, Doesn't mean that it has been super easy for them, but I think that they, um, he and his wife, Kelly, have figured out how to do life, I think. So after like setting you up now as this great man of wisdom, oh, John Olson,
1: How do you define joy? How do I define joy? Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, finding a positive outlook on things. Because the world is the way the world is. And you're going to be able to find whatever it is you're looking for in the world. And so I have put a lot of effort into looking for positive things. Um, I've got friends all across the spectrum, politically and religiously and whatever else, and I try to have meaningful conversations and relationships with all these people when at times I can think, well, that friend of mine and that friend of mine would not want to be in the same room. And so I try to be that kind of a mediator influence. I try to find those positive things. And I think that's one of those things that can lead to joy is you see more of what you look for. And mm-hmm. so that's one of the things that helps me to keep a positive attitude and to find joy in things. But beyond that, I think one of the biggest things is I find joy in creating things. And it's not just the writing. It's not just the editing. It's not just the woodworking. In general, I like to make things. Um, And just in the past, I'd say 10 years or so as I've become a lot more involved in the uh, writing community, I have been building relationships. And that is a huge part of how I have interacted with other authors as I've been able to build some relationships that just weren't there before. Well, meeting you and a lot of other fellow authors, it's been a wonderful experience. And so yeah. those are the kinds of things that really bring me joy.
0: I was thinking when John was talking, he has been the president of Utah's League of Utah Writers. So quite a large organization with a lot of subgroups and a lot of various parts and pieces. And then he was or is currently the past president. Don't ask. It's the way they do things. <laughs> kind of weird. Um, but it works. And and I can definitely see, having been a member of the league for 20 years or so, it was when John was involved that I started to get more involved because I felt like the dynamics changed, the relationships changed. And I suspect I knew you had a lot to do with that. So um, good job with that because I think the league is doing really good work now.
1: Yeah, it was an interesting period of time because I have this pocket watch that on the back of it, it has inscribed that I am the pandemic president.
0: Well, I guess that's some claim to fame. I don't
1: know. But it is interesting how things uh, come out like that uh, because we had an opportunity to learn how to do a lot of new things. Uh, It was how we did our first online uh, conference. And so a lot of things kind of fell into place really nicely because we adopted technology early. And so again, we looked for positive solutions and we found them. And so I think a lot of it also comes down to how do you define success? And is it something that is actually achievable? Is it a valid uh, goal that you can achieve? Or is it some pie in the sky dream? Like, yeah, I want to build a house out of gold bricks. Well, no, there are only a handful of authors that are able to do something like that. And I'm not one of them. But if I want to say I would love to get positive reviews from strangers, then yeah, that's a a goal that I can understand and I can wrap my head around and I can see, oh, I have done that. And so that's one of my small stepping stones of success.
0: I love it. So um, you kind of segued there on me and I was thinking I got to ask you now how you view success in your writing career. Do you feel that it's just... Anytime you get a positive review from someone who isn't a friend or family member, then you feel success in that because your book has reached strangers, which as we all know is extraordinary in and of itself. Or is there more to it for you?
1: Well, there actually is a lot to it and a lot of different aspects to it. Um, I'm a software engineer by trade, and so I like spreadsheets and things like that. And so I've been tracking my uh, writing income over the years and I've been able to see the trend lines on there and I can look at that and that's one other aspect of that success. It's this thing where there are all these little things that all feed into uh what makes up the overall success. Um, For instance, this uh week, uh, by the time this airs, this will have been out for a while, but there is a anthology that i'm going to be part of that's going to be released this friday so if somebody actually looks it up they can figure out when we actually recorded this and so yeah this is uh another one of those signs of success oh i got a story into an anthology that only had four open slots and so i thought hey maybe i don't suck at this writing thing
0: that looks it's a really awesome cover on that i'm gonna have to check that out because weirdly one of my secret favorite genres is mech war type books and i have no idea why i've read a couple that just were so amazing to me and i carry them around in the back of my mind like they were this awesome thing so that's cool good for you good job um so the question of the day is I feel like you've already expressed so many wonderful things, but where do you find joy in your writing? And I'm going to give you a bonus question here. Does it help sustain you through the times when writing is not so much fun? Or do you feel like you have to kind of re-up your joy quotient or something in order to stay with it? And by that, I also mean your editing work as well.
1: I think I approach both kind of the same way. It's just on a different time scale. Um, I get a little bit obsessive about finishing things. And so that uh, typing the end is a huge milestone for me. Going through and getting the edits back and processing edits from my editor, that's another milestone. Getting those things that I can say, I have accomplished this thing. I'm no longer in the middle of it. Like the short stories, I send it off and yeah, it's beyond editing now. Uh, all of those sorts of things. I really love those milestones. Uh, it's one of the things that I tell people when they are asking me about uh, how they can uh, get more involved in the writing to me, how they can get better at storytelling and how they can get better at writing. One of the things that I really advise them to do is finish something. Um, and there's a huge bonus that goes with that for your internal feeling about yourself and the progress that you're making. Uh, there are a lot of people who start to write something and only a fraction of them will actually finish it. And so if you can finish it, that puts you already into kind of an elite, elite club.
0: Mm-hmm. So well, if you're writing a full on like hundred thousand word sci-fi novel, as you do, Do you give yourself smaller milestone? Like is each chapter an accomplishment or is it a um, halfway or is it just only the end will do?
1: Well, actually, I tend to write by scenes and kind of group them into chapters. And so each one of those really is this nice little mini bite-sized milestone. And so it's really satisfying to hit each of those as I'm going through. Now, I'm a pretty serious outliner. And Mm -hmm. so with that, I can lay things out and I can see, okay, I'm supposed to be about at the 25% mark now. I'm supposed to have these sorts of things happening in the story because of the way story structure works. And You know all about how story structure can kind of put things in there. Uh Yeah. And so you have all of these things where I can sit there and try to track it to see how am I doing when I do this? Um, mm-hmm. then I've got some <laughs> fun toys that I use, uh, to analyze the story after I've got that first pass done where I can, ev- uh, evaluate the emotional content of the story over time as it goes through and I can draw graphs of that stuff. Yeah. Going back to the whole computer nerd thing. Yeah. Oh. So,
0: no. no, go ahead.
1: I just love to analyze things to see how close I came to what I started out with. And sometimes it's better. Uh, I come across some idea as I'm writing. and I think, you know what? I'm going to set aside the outline on that piece because this other thing is going to be really cool.
0: Yeah. And sometimes your characters do something completely unexpected and awesome, but just is different. And I love that because it is completely it weird and fantastical. It's like we are living a type of magic. It feels like magic to me when the characters do that. And then I'm more than happy to adjust the outline because usually it's better. They know their own story even better than I do. Um, What tools do you use to analyze (laughs) your, especially, do you use Plotter for that or?
1: Um, I haven't used Plotter. I know a lot of people that have and they keep pressuring me saying, you ought to try this, you ought to try this, it'll do a wonderful thing. Uh, and I've seen some of the demos and things like that. Yeah. But my outlines, I typically just write in Word. But then I use Scrivener for my actual writing because it gives me really good control of the chapters and scenes, rearranging things in whatever order I need How to. How
0: do you evaluate like, the emotional tone and stuff?
1: That is a piece of software that I paste my entire story into, and it draws a graph for me.
0: Oh, is this like super secret software that we're not supposed to know?
1: Well, let's see. Uh I might, you know, as we're talking, dig up a a picture of one of the graphs or something. You make it? Yeah. Yeah, I could probably share it with somebody. But yeah, this is one that I wrote.
0: Oh, dude, you could make a million bucks on that. your first customer, I'll pay you in black. No, that's really, really cool. Cause I mean, now with the different AI software, like PseudoWrite is one that I'm trying right now. And and it can evaluate to some degree, but um, still, that's super cool that you're doing that. And I'm not at all surprised to hear that you go through. Quite a bit of analysis and everything. Do you do that with the works that you edit as well?
1: Yeah, sometimes when I'm editing something, I'll decide, Hmm. how does this look in my little graphing program? And so I will put that in my notes back to the author, saying, oh, look right here at the 50% mark, I can see where their emotions fell off a cliff and the world fell apart for them. That's really good timing. And so I can go through and do that kind of analysis and point out things that actually have worked well. Or I might be able to point out to them, you know, here at this point of the story, if you emphasize the positive or the negative, it's going to give the story a better emotional curve.
0: Yeah, that's super cool. I want that. Make it public, please. I could just talk to you forever because I feel like, You are just exuding so much happiness and satisfaction, not just with this writing work that you do, but in the act of creating and all of the various ways that you get to express yourself. Do you think that, last question, I promise, do you think that your your ability, but I think your ability came from your willingness to try things, whatever. But do you think your creating is a contributor to your general well-being and overall sense of joy, the fact that you allow yourself to create in these various aspects of your life?
1: Yeah, I think it really is key. It's not just, well, yeah, it kind of plays an influence there. It really is key. Building and creating stuff is what life is about. Uh, Some people, that's their family. Some people, that's their career. Other people have hobbies that they are good at. And all of these things can play into that happiness. And so none of us are one-dimensional. The number of things that you find joy in, uh, the more the better.
0: So I'm a fan and I'm a fan of you, John. Thank you for this awesome conversation. And for just being you, you are a truly great and fun guy. I encourage everyone to check out John's work. Oh, click, click, click. Like, surprise. I do have... A a few little covers coming up.
1: This is the uh, first in my uh, science fiction series.
0: Nice. So check out John's work and hire him as an editor. Uh, Become his best friend because you will not be sorry. So, oh, now you've you
1: set all these super high expectations please. that I have to live up to.
0: Hey, I'm just giving you more milestones to work toward. <laughs> <for. laughs>
1: That's it's been, been great, great talking with you, Alex.
0: Thanks, John. And everybody, please go and grab yourself some of this joy. It is worth having in your life and makes life so much more fun to live. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye,
1: Bye. everybody. Okay.